Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Life of Riley. I hope that you're having a wonderful Monday or whatever day of the week that you're listening to this. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we have a dear friend of mine, Whitney Reed. Whitney is a talented singer-songwriter with a passion for music and truly, you guys, a heart of gold. She details her journey through music, talks about things like where her inspiration comes from and how music has helped her through some of her toughest times, including her path to sobriety. Please enjoy this fascinating and heartfelt interview with Whitney Reed. I am so excited that you're here. Me too. This is going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot to talk about. We do. You have a pretty broad life story. Yes. And I get to hear about it and mm-hmm. ask you questions, and I'm really excited. Me too. My name is Whitney Reed. Yes. Um, I'm from Hemet, California, and I have all my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I play music. I play piano. I sing. I write music. Um, I work at Disney with you. Yeah, you do. Um, My niece is so beautiful. It's so <laughs> <thank> great. you. <laughs> so the main thing that I want to talk to you about kind of is your journey in music, your journey to music, through music, like how it's helped you in different ways. So you mentioned that like you write your own music. Yes. What is your process for writing music and like where do you get your inspiration and everything? Um. Well, if anybody has heard my music, it's pretty obvious most of my inspiration <laughs> comes from um, relationships, mm-hmm. heartache. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to to pull from like to to pull from pain and work through pain mm-hmm. in my music. I wish I didn't. I've tried really hard to write happy songs. A lot of people ask me like, why don't you try writing a happy song or a yeah. funny song? Like, <laughs> I would love to do that, but it's you know it's it's not how um, creativity works. That's not how art works. But generally, like melodies are running in my head constantly and a jingle is always running in my head uh-huh. um and sometimes i'll i'll record those and make them into songs sometimes nothing comes of them um a lot of times actually i get songs that come to me in my dreams which is crazy that's incredible yeah wow. um i watched this really cool ted talks about how um creativity comes from something outside of us mm-hmm. and we're sort of like a vessel and I, I totally believe that. I mm-hmm. think anybody that's creative can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night um, because a whole song has like come to me in a dream and I'll like grab the phone and I'll, I'll start to kind of sing yeah. the melody and yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of the lyrics mm-hmm. and like, I'll have to adjust because sometimes it won't completely make sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it does go like that. And then other times, like, the melody will come to me, and then mm-hmm. lyrics will come later, and I'll try to, like, s- smash them together the best I can, or mm-hmm. I'll have an idea for a song, and, um, like, a lyrical idea, mm-hmm. and then I'll try to make a melody with it. It's, it's all various ways. There's not really... I don't have, like, a, like a, a one-step process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever, like, do you collaborate with people, or is it usually just your content? Um, it's, it's mine. Uh-huh. It's all mine. I've try to do some collaborations it's just not my thing I'm, it might be something I do in the future you know you hear a, a lot of great artists collabing Elton John collabed yeah. um but or like I could never be in a band because I would have to be the ringleader oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh you I know? get it I totally get it so I like having control yes. I guess is what yep. I'm looking for mm-hmm. I like to have complete control over my art yeah so I get that I don't know if I could collab do you 
you mentioned like Elton John, candidly. <laughs> who are some of your like music inspirations? Either like literally stylistically that you emulate or just people that you like? This is like people ask me this all the time. And it's such a hard question for me to answer because I, for one, I'm horrible with names. Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> I just sort of like listening to music and yeah. if it speaks to me, mm-hmm. I love it. I have such an eclectic um, genre going on mm-hmm. of music. I listen to classical music. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of pop music. I listen mm-hmm. to 80s, 90s. I listen to a lot of trance and like club music for working out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, But one person that always comes to mind in particular, somebody that really inspired me to write, was Regina Spector. She's incredible. She's, I think she's Canadian. Okay. And aren't they all incredible? (laughs) (laughs) She plays the piano and she sings as well. And uh, she just like makes cool sounds when she sings with her voice. Like she'll like. I'm I'm not sure if it's. Like she has a Canadian accent, I'm sure, uh-huh. but she kind of like will force an accent in her music or emphasize a certain syllable or word mm-hmm. and just like use really creative words. It just made me go, wow, like literally I can write in any way I want, like sky's the limit. Yeah. Like before I had this idea that, you know, song, like songs had to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And uh, my songs still, they're not super creative and super crazy or anything, but that just got me going. That got the ball rolling of just mm-hmm. like, I could do whatever I want. Yeah. And like. Totally just go for it. So yeah. I, my, the first song I wrote, it was actually this, the second song I ever wrote. Um, but after my, um, inspiration from Regina Spector was nobody's costume, which I've never shared that song, but it has, it has some little weird inflections and a bunch of weird words. And it's, it's kind of all over the place, but I think one day I'll, I'll share that song because it's a good one. Do you have a lot of music that you haven't shared? I have a ton of music that really? I haven't shared, yes. That is so interesting to me. I feel like if I, like, I don't ever record an episode without airing it. Like, really? Unless, yeah, because I just feel like I don't have enough, I don't have enough to ration what I put out. And so I'm just really, I'm blown away that you have, like, so much music in your mind and on paper and whatever that you don't have to release at all or are you waiting for the right time or do you just are you not sure is it not ready like why would you not release a song um there's a couple of things going on one it's really time consuming mm-hmm. um I, I wouldn't call myself lazy but staying focused is oh totally like the hardest thing for me to yes. do and I had the songs that I did put up on YouTube are ones that I was just really excited about they were new I mm-hmm. felt really confident in them Mm-hmm. Um, the other songs that I haven't released, they're older, mm-hmm. so they're like they're old news to me. They're great songs, but like I've played them so many times that I'm not excited about them. Yeah, but um, I I definitely want to release them one day. They're they're worth releasing, uh, or putting on YouTube. Yeah, they they are good, but yeah, it's just a matter of doing it. Some of them are a lot of them are incomplete, but there are some really good completed ones. But yeah, I have like, um, like probably forty. What? And like I have I want to say like a hundred incomplete like jingles and things just oh like things I put down. I have so, it's probably not that many. In my head it's that many because yeah, yeah, I get no, overwhelmed. Yeah, no, probably is. No. Very easily. Yeah. But it is a lot. It's it's a it's a bunch. Like it, it it never stops and who knows if anything will ever come of those. Yeah. I had songs that are like there are jingles or whatever you want to call them riffs that sound Amazing, and I yeah. love the lyrics that go with them. And oh god, they're so good! And I want to put out the song, but I can't complete the song for whatever reason. Got it. But on that note, something that happened that was really cool with one of my songs and a couple others was I had this song called um, "Unsteady," mm-hmm. and I only had a piece mm-hmm. of it for years. And I would just play that part over and over again. I feel unsteady. This weight's so heavy, and it nothing came of it. Mm-hmm. Years later, I started writing a song called. 
worth holding on to. Mm-hmm. I just want to be someone worth holding on to. And I was sitting there playing that one, and then I started playing Unsteady, and it just came to me. I'm like, holy crap, these go perfectly together, not just melo- like because of the chord progressions, yeah. but the meaning. Yeah. I feel Unsteady, and I just want to be someone worth holding on to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the magic right. that happens like yeah. in music sometimes where you're just like, okay, this isn't me. Like, yes. this is something outside of me. And yes. it, 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 ugh, there's this aha moment. Um, it's perfectly depicted in Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen that? I haven't. I'm so bad. I should have seen that. I know. I heard it was so good. I can't believe I didn't see it. He's amazing. Freddie Mercury was so amazing. But he has this moment in the movie, and who knows if it really happened. I'm, I'm sure there's a story behind it, where he's playing the piano, and he's closing his eyes and just kind of like letting the creativity and everything just flow through him. Yeah. And I think it's the song Bohemian Rhapsody that is coming out in this moment. Yeah, he starts singing the mama part. Oh, yeah, And it yeah, just, yeah. like, comes in a full flow, and he opens his eyes and goes, oh, and he knows he has something great. Mm-hmm. I've had moments like that where it's just, like... I have I, chills. That's so I cool. I have recordings, like, on my phone of me recording a song, and I'm closing my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm turning my, my, my brain off, closing yeah. my eyes, and just playing. And that's how um, Tiger came to me. I played the full chorus with all the lyrics, mm-hmm. just without thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, that's it. Like, that's it. I've that's got a song. where it is. It's amazing. And you have to turn off your brain, though, so it's it's not me, people. It's not me. It is you. <laughs> it is you. Um, on a technical level, just because I'm unfamiliar with music creation, what is your, like, logistical process in making music? Like, how do you record it? Like, do you do you record on a keyboard? Um, I just turn my, like, my memo, my voice memo oh, on yeah, my yeah. phone and just play my piano and sing, and, like, that's how I get the material, and then... Like record, like recording for YouTube. Is yeah, that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just learned how to do this. Okay, and I'm so proud. I saw last night. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> no, I finally. We're gonna link all of your information on your YouTube and your Instagram and everything in in this episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was it's, so good. It's cool to see like my progression. I can't wait to see where it goes to. But, yeah. Um, so before I was just re- first using my cell phone just to record the <laughs> the video and the sound. Yes. Um, which is a horrible thing to use if you're trying to make music. And uh, then I got a Canon camera mm-hmm. and got a Rode mic, mm-hmm. and it made for beautiful quality like imagery. Yes. But the Rode mic was very sucky right. for the sound. Sure. So what I do now is I uh, plug my microphone into my laptop, my piano into my laptop, pull up GarageBand, mm-hmm. and record both tracks at the same time. So it still is a live performance, and I um, video record on my Canon camera mm-hmm. the live performance while I'm doing that. Then I strip the audio from that the yes. video from my camera uh-huh. and plug in the Overlay garage band tra- tracks. Yeah. So, and it's absolutely, now I've realized it's not cheating. Like, it's just better quality. You're not getting all the ambient absolutely. sound. I'll add a tiny reverb on my voice yes. and the piano, and it just yes. gives it that uh, nice yeah. touch. And if I make a mistake vocally, I just let it be. Yep. I... I don't, I don't know how everyone else feels about this, but I don't like hearing a perfect performance. Mm-hmm. I, like... It's boring to me. I yeah. Mean, it, that's, I don't know. They're still great. I'll listen to them. There is actually a guy that I really like who plays these Queen covers. It's perfect. And yeah. I do listen to him. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not all bad. But I do like that You little... must love this podcast then. It's just <laughs> shitty like half the time. <laughs> that's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. You know, I, we're using GarageBand right now actually to record. I plug in. Really? Twine. Yeah. See? And I so think it's the use. easiest thing. And I feel like sometimes I should be using something like I'm like, is this, like, the industry st- Like, I know it's not the industry industry standard. Like, I don't know what professionals use, but 
I think it's great. I think yep. it works really well. And I think I the think sound so quality too. is good. And it, the editing is intuitive and I don't have to like, you know, totally. It's pretty self explain. I'm sure there's so much more to it that we're not seeing. Totally. I mean, yeah, mine, yours is basics. harder than mine because yours is two different kinds of audio. It's still so easy to voices. figure it out like that. When you were talking about like writing songs and all that, how long have you actually been like pursuing or doing I don't know like I don't know if doing and pursuing music are really the same thing but like no, yeah. what what was that for you when did that start so well I've been doing music since I was four or five I started taking piano mm-hmm. and even before that I was always singing um I've always loved music it's always been a huge part of my life mm-hmm. but I didn't start pursuing it until gosh just over a year ago it's very wow. new it's very new it took it took a lot for me to start pursuing, I was very scared. Why? Why were you scared? Like, what, what? What was the change for you? It wasn't really a change. It was just like, oh, there's a so there's a whole there's a whole backstory there. But um, there so a, a couple of different factors. Yeah. Number one, I like have really bad anxiety. I struggled mm-hmm. with um, social anxiety for a long time, and like to a point to the point where I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have normal conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Like even doing something like this, like sitting down and talking one-on-one and being asked questions is yeah. still difficult for me, but I just forced myself to do it and I'm not nearly as bad as I used to be. But yeah, yeah I, I used to just um, wow. just coop myself up in a, in a room and not go out. Mm-hmm. But so there was that going on. So once I, I started conquering that fear or trying to like trudge through that yeah. for a couple of years mm-hmm. and uh, but still get the idea of performing in front of friends and family was killing me. The guy I was with, uh-huh. uh, my, my last boyfriend, who, as you know, don't know if he's boyfriend or not right now. Right, right, yes, yes, <laughs> which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, he was very adamant about me pursuing it. He heard a lot That's of my wonderful. songs. I know. That is, he was placed in my life, you know, if anything, for that reason. Yeah. Um, he would tell me, you know, your songs are amazing. You're mm-hmm. one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. You have to do this. And he would push and push and push it. Um, we went through a couple breakups. And even, mm-hmm. like, during those breakups, he would write me, like, goodbye notes saying, like, hey, but by the way, like, if you're going to do mm-hmm. one thing, pursue this. Mm-hmm. So, and he doesn't have it in him to lie or mm-hmm. be dramatic. Right. Um, he's a very honest person. So coming from him, I was just like, okay, wow, maybe I this is. So he kind of gave me that that little push. Yeah. That, you know, that um, confidence that I needed. Totally. This boyfriend which mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. unsure of right now, what is happening. What are some of the songs that he inspired? And, like, what, what's that story? Like, <laughs> fill us in. Okay. Um, pretty much every song you've ever heard uh-huh. <laughs> is about this guy. <laughs> the, the ones I have, I'm trying to think of the list I have on YouTube. Tiger was the first one that I, oh, no, Don't Hold Me Back, I think, was what I first released. And, yes, I wrote that when I was with him. Mm-hmm. It is about him. Mm-hmm. Um, then Tiger was about him. It was mm-hmm. about the first time he had broken up with me. And for the record, I just want to say, like, a lot of people listening to this, you know, probably know my story. Um, maybe a lot don't. Maybe a lot do. But and might have their, their opinions of him or whatever what they might think. But he is a great guy. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. There's nothing. Um, that he's done that's been messed up. He was he's always just tried to do the right thing yeah. as have I. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but through the process of him trying to do the right thing, it caused me a ton of heartache. Right. Which was great for music writing. Yes. And I yes. swear, like, part of me keeps going back for more because I'm like, all right, here's another song, yeah, Whitney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, where are, you, yeah, guys, where are you guys at right now? What is that? What was, so, like, the last... I mean, obviously, you don't have to, like, give us verbatim what happened, but, <laughs> no. you know. It's fun. I'm an open book. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk it out. Um, so, we are technically broken up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we've broken up, but we're still talking. Mm-hmm. He is gone. He lives in an RV. Mm, love that. I know. I know, right? Like He's so cool. love it, too. He's very cool. Just a cool person. <laughs> um, and I was, you know, living with him whenever he would be around. Mm-hmm. And then he has been gone the past two months. And over those past two months, like, I'm just a very, like, I need my person, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it, it was very painful not having him around. And he doesn't understand that. Like, he's very independent. He's very much the opposite. Mm-hmm. If any, if you know, do you know about um, attachment styles? Yes, I do. So I, I do. have preoccupied attachment style. Okay. And he has dismissive. So we are oh, opposite okay. ends of the spectrum. Like, I am outward. Like, I need you. Like, hello, mm-hmm. what's going on? And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, no. And that's, yes. like, super common with guys and girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's... He's an adult. He's a grown man. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to change that. It's hard to change Absolutely. who he is. And I'm kind of set in my ways, too, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go see him in a couple days to either get my stuff or decide if we're going to move forward. So, I don't know. But it, it has been four and a half years of, of this. Three of those four and a half years, have, we've both been very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that's like, the part we can't figure out like we love each other we're crazy about each other we're super attracted to each other but we just can't make each other happy so yeah that's where that's at right now where are you at as far as like I mean this is a heavy question but like what would you want ideally like what do you hope happens oh gosh oh man well there there was a time and I think this is what I still want I don't know it's it's just been so much you go through so much pain you start to get very clouded in what you actually want but at mm-hmm. one time like I I wanted um to get married mm-hmm. and have kids mm-hmm. with this person mm-hmm. um that's another thing he's not he doesn't want to get married at one point he did now he doesn't know if marriage is something that he wants like in general in general right and I I it's hard I've asked him like is it because of me you just don't mm-hmm. want to marry me and he doesn't think so but I don't think he knows like that's the, part of his problem is that he just and I think a lot of guys women like we're we're good at looking at ourselves and being self-aware yeah like that's our strength mm-hmm. guys have other wonderful strengths right um I know he does and that's not one of his. Yeah. He's just like, it, it, it's always, I don't know with him. Yeah. Not so. It's always maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not with this guy. Yes. That's the song. So that's the song, you guys. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. I, I would love, I, you know, I would love it if, if he could figure that out and if we could make each other happy. Ideally, that would be awesome. Yeah. But that's, that might just be a fantasy. That might be something that I'm holding on to that might not be real. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me is kind of excited the idea of, I never took a, a lot of time in my sobriety, like being single. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's just what I need to be doing right now. Just working on myself and being on my own and not having a person. In your journey with sobriety, is it something that, like, is it beneficial to be single during that period? Or like, is that something that, um, 
Or is it better to like have a partner or someone to like lean on and help you through it? Also, can you tell everyone how long you've been sober? I've been sober six years. Six years. Just That's over great. six years, yes. That's great. Okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Like what are relationships in sobriety? How do you... I mean, it's always advised that... that I don't think there's any like distinct rules. It's just mm-hmm. that if you... I've always heard that if you were like um, in your drinking days or drug days or whatever with mm-hmm. a person doing those things with that person, the relationship is not going to last with you being sober. Like it's very unlikely yes. that's going to be toxic. Uh-huh. Um, I, when I first got sober, I was with a different guy mm-hmm. and he helped me through it. And he probably motivated me to get sober mm-hmm. because it got to a point with my drinking where he woke me up one morning after a horrible night and was just like, um, I can't, if you're going to keep going down this path, I cannot follow you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you if mm-hmm. you don't get sober. And that, um, I, I was like, all right, well, I don't want to lose this guy, so I'll get sober. So he kind of um, pushed me. So thank goodness I was in a relationship where I, that I didn't want to lose. Yeah. But I think I, then I outgrew that person because mm-hmm. he had his own issues and I was, um, and that's, I, I met shortly after that relationship ended. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I shouldn't have said the name. Oh, that's okay. I can believe it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for Kylie, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, but I, I think it's like any therapist or sponsor would advise that you be sober and on your own for a period of time, if possible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not always possible because right. you're being married or something. Right, yeah, if but you're I already I, in something. Right. I think mm-hmm. ideally it's the best option. So, uh, was, was alcohol what you got sober from? Yes. So does that exclude everything too? Like, yes, I don't do anything. I, I dabbled in stuff growing up. Mm -hmm. I I was, um, yeah, I had a boyfriend in high school that was like drug dealer type. Mm -hmm. And so I I dabbled in a lot of things and, um, but I just, I I couldn't hang. (laughs) To be honest, thank God I couldn't hang, but I, I tried my share of stuff. Yeah. And, uh. Then I stuck with alcohol because that was um, the the one that I liked the most. But you had a long run of legally, and perhaps before you were 21, but a long run of legally being able to drink, like many years of drinking. Did it become like a gradual problem or was it kind of like quickly you realized like things were not how you wanted them to be? For me, it was gradual. Okay. I didn't, I, th- I think that alcoholism was in my blood. It definitely runs in my family. But mm-hmm. it just, it didn't, like, seem that way at first. In high school, and I I don't know, it's it's weird because, like, it's normal to me what I did, like, the age I started drinking. But then I hear other people's stories. I'm like, wow, I did start drinking really, really young. But mm-hmm. all my friends were doing that, too. Right, yeah. That's what so, you were exposed to. Right. So in high school, like, I would drink, but I would only have one or two, and, like, it wasn't an issue. Or I wouldn't drink at all. I was, like, I was the oldest one of my friends, so I was, like, the DD. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, gradually over time, it just started to get bad. But also, like things happened to me um, with the boyfriend that was um, introducing me to all this stuff. Again, another like great guy just had a really unfortunate situation with his family, and mm-hmm. it messed him up. And unfortunately, like I was in the mix of his issues, and some of that rubbed off on me. I think, mm-hmm. um, but. So something happened between us that was, like, really toxic and kind of, like, took me, um, spiraled me out of, like, control into this, like, depression. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, really got the alcoholism going for me. What role did music play when you were, like, trying to get sober? 
Yeah. Um, so I, I like I, I said I've always used music to get through pain. Yeah. When I was not trying to get sober, but when I was like in my alcoholism, mm-hmm. I would write some songs here and there. Um, nothing that was completed, but I would I would use it to like get through some stuff. Really, mm-hmm. you know, sad, dark song. Didn't feel comfortable like sharing it with people. I just wasn't yeah, yeah ready. So. But yeah, I definitely used music to help me get through stuff. Yeah, as an outlet. Logistically, when when somebody stops drinking alcohol, is that like forever? Like you never you never do it again. That's the goal. That's the goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like so, not even and like you don't. It's not like you like start it again. Like one or whatever. Like you don't you don't go back. Right. So I. When I was first trying to get sober, I, mm-hmm. I tried a couple of times before it stuck. So okay. I haven't, I, I've. I've heard that. It's like a very. Yeah, relapsing is yeah, super common. Because yeah, 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 it's yeah. scary, you know, you, you're, it's kind of like the same thing as a breakup. You know, you kind of go back to them yep. a couple of times before mm-hmm. it's actually solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for over six years, I have not had a single drop of wow. alcohol. And for a few years before that, I would go a year. Mm-hmm. I'd go 100 days. Mm-hmm. I'd go 30 days. Mm-hmm. I, I would keep trying. Um, and it just wouldn't stick. But yeah, mm-hmm. now I know that, and this is, I mean, I think majority of alcoholics, there might be a few out there that are an exception to the rule, but I've never witnessed it. If you, if I were to go back to drinking, um, eventually it would go back, come back, like my alcoholism would come back with a vengeance. Like sure. it, it's not something that just goes away. Like right. it's, I, I can never drink responsibly. I guess, I guess it's really like a, speaks more to my perception and perhaps other people's perceptions of like what they think someone who goes through this is like Mm -hmm. and for my perception wherever that came from you were not it like you like you are I mean it's a podcast so people can't see you but they will see you (laughs) when they go check out your your YouTube channel but like you are beautiful and healthy like physically and emotionally like you're really kind to people and you have a really good head on your shoulders and you're very empathetic and um not what's the word it's not neutral but um like even keeled like you don't get really angry about anything and you're very like I don't know like you're just the most like darling little sunshine and so I guess I don't know what I thought someone who went through that was but like it wasn't you were not it right and so I just think it's I don't know I think it's really cool Thank you. because I think you're really like multifaceted and I don't think a lot of people initially get that I certainly did not get that also we had shallow conversations at work but so that's part of it but like I don't know I feel like that's um I think that's like a really special like talent and gift that you're able to keep bringing something else to the table that like people don't expect from you mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool thank you yeah, yeah. I, I think um, yeah there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about what alcoholism looks like and mm-hmm. like what the people look like mm-hmm. um, of course there is that stereotypical person that lo- looks you know that fits the bill but yes. there's also a lot of um, normal people that you would never guess mm-hmm. and it's super it's more common than people realize I yes. think too uh, yeah, I remember going to some AA meetings and people coming up to me and being like, you don't look like 
Yeah. <laughs> probably. Like, are you sure you're here for the right thing? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like in my history. I'm, I'm pretty sure. No Can you tell me about like a particular song that resonates with you? Well, they all resonate with you because they're all your life. But um, a song that's particularly like still emotional for you to sing? There's a, a bunch of them are like that. One that I just released or... I don't like using the word release because I feel like I'm trying to. I love it. All. No, it's like that's what it released. is. Like you're a singer, like you released a song. Absolutely. Put on YouTube. Drop in a new single. I like it. Um, I still want you, and if you like watch that video, you can. I, I mean, I, I watched it and I was just like, oh wow, like I'm I'm pouring my heart out in this song. Mm-hmm. I I can't not do that. I can't not sing a song and, and be emotional. Like that's just because I use it to get out the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's one. There is one in particular that, um, is a special song. It's so that, that guy that I was talking to about from high school, Mm -hmm. he was my high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. I was, we were together for like a solid five, six years, but like off and on for like a nine year relationship, like super long relationship. Um, he passed away. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's, I mean, it's. I wasn't super close to him when it happened. Mm-hmm. He was still a part of my life. I was trying to like um, help him get sober at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I kind of cut him off and three months later he passed away and I always wondered if, if I wouldn't have done that, if that would have wow. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was headed down a path for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he passed away and it was shocking. And um, I wrote a song for him. It just came out of me. Some songs just come out like butter, like mm-hmm. just 10 minutes and I got a song. And that's what, how this song was. And uh, they played it at his, his funeral. Um, oh, I couldn't wow. perform it. I wasn't performing at this time. I would have been way too nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a song that I've always wanted to put out. I know his family has been asked, has asked me in the past, like for a recording of it. And I was like, okay. And like, I had every intention of giving them that recording, but it just, I, I just put it aside for a while. Cause I wanted to make it really good. Yeah. Deserving of this person's life, you mm-hmm. know, a song that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. I do, that song is very special to me. And it's, it's a song that when I sing, it's, it stirs something in me that is, intense does it ever scare you and if so how do you work through it putting your life in these songs and knowing that people that have never met you or people that barely know you are going to find out these personal things about your life yeah it is scary yeah I'm a pretty open book so um I don't get too scared but from experience I have learned that you know people don't hold things against you, but they judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I find that, you know, it's, it's, this is such a good time to share vulnerability and to be vulnerable. I think people are, are the most accepting they've ever been. I totally The most agree. understanding. And to me, it's like, I have a really great reason to be sharing this stuff because, and people have already told me, keep sharing this. Like I can relate to this. This has helped me. Um, like, they can I can connect with people through it, so like mm-hmm. that's that's a huge motivator for me. It feels like oh wow, I'm actually doing something that's making people feel like they're not alone. That's like yeah. the coolest thing you could do, right? Like yes. making people feel connected. And like I was talking to you earlier, like I don't I don't have strong connections with 
with a lot of people. I, I have some few friends I'm, I'm very strongly connected with, but that's, that's a good way for me to connect with people that makes me feel like I am connected. When there are people that influence a song or inspire a song, does it help you connect with that person? Or do they feel like, I don't know, like if you write a song about the guy that you were dating for four years, does he feel more connected to you or does he feel like, put me on blast? Like what? I mean, he's a really nice guy. So you probably he's, doesn't feel like that. He's super oh, understanding. What is that? I, I've asked him, I'm like, he'll be like at my shows yes. while I'm singing these songs at him. And I'll sometimes like look at him, you know? Yeah. My mom's like looking at him like, this is you. You yeah, know that, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. this is you. But he's super understanding. He gets that they're like, they're a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, so when I write something, when something comes out of me so easily, it's because I have something I have to say, mm-hmm. which might mean that I don't have, I, I don't, I don't know how to say it in words, like face to face, but it's like, I need to make a point mm-hmm. and I need to be heard. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know about feeling closer, but it does make me feel like, like when I, whenever I do a song that's about like this particular person yeah I'm always like he's the first person I want to share it with but it's like this is I'm trying to tell you something yeah. buddy like yeah. you need to hear this yes yeah and uh what do, what do you think now what mm-hmm. do you think um so yeah it's usually because I have something to say you mentioned your mom comes to your shows mm-hmm. how does your family feel about your music what do they say they love it they're very supportive um and they come to all my shows well, when they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad sometimes will even make notes so that he can like oh, tell me later, so like, cute. I liked this, I liked this, maybe do more of this. Yeah. This was good. <laughs> He's very supportive. Both my parents have always been super supportive. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but sometimes when I write songs and I like, they'll be the first people that I share it with. Like as a song's coming to me, yeah. I'll record a blurb and, and text it to them. Like mm-hmm. here's the latest song I'm working on. Yes. And uh, my mom would be like, what does this lyric mean? Like, what do you, yeah, what do you yeah. mean by this? And I, I think it's it's heartbreaking for them sometimes, too. Like, they, my dad's like, is this true? Like, mm-hmm. are you, because some of my songs are really sad. Some, some songs that I haven't shared that are, um, you know, about, like, eating disorders or, mm-hmm. you know, other types of pain, you know, that mm-hmm. I think that scares them. And, um, and I just reassure them, like, yeah, like, this is real stuff, but it's not, like, it's not consuming me. It's like I have a like you said, better head on my shoulders. I yeah. didn't at one point have a good head on my shoulders. <laughs> they're just thoughts. They're just feelings. I'm not drowning in them anymore. You're not experiencing them currently, right? Well, I am, but like it's just I have a different perspective on them, or I just I, I look at them differently. Yes. Like through doing therapy, I've I've learned how to deal with some of it, and um, you know, just having so much. I mean, not so much life experience, but now just being a little bit older and looking back, okay, I got through this. Mm-hmm. I got through that. I can mm-hmm. get through this. What looking back now is something that you are so proud of and maybe surprised that you came out on the other end of? I, the, the sobriety thing is, is huge. Um, and overcoming stage fright, like being like from where I was, not leaving the house, yeah. social anxiety to working at Disney. That's something I'm incredibly proud of. I wear my, like I, at Disney, I'll tell people, any t- chance I get to tell my sobriety story or tell people that I'm six years sober, I say it. Like I do wear it like a badge of honor. I'm, yeah. I am very proud of it. Um, you should be. Thank you. Honestly. But honestly, like I don't, I don't know how, like the sobriety thing, I don't, I don't know how it happened. It's not like I made this like, this 
decision. Like, I'm going to be sober. It was yeah. like, okay, I guess I got to do this. And like, right. I just started going on the, the right path. Thing to do. I was going with the motions. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is like when I get up on stage too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like, I'm going to do this. And I hold my head high yeah. and I march up on that stage <laughs> and I sing. Yeah. I just kind of like <laughs> sheepishly get up there. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah, We're doing yeah, another yeah. I got to do it. I just kind of do everything like that without just thinking too much and mm-hmm. just just do it and go with the motions because I know I have to. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like when I look at the grand scheme of things, I'm like, wow, I have a lot to be proud of. But when I look at it like on a smaller scale, I'm just like, well, I'm not like this super courageous like – you know, person, like, I just kind of just did it. I don't know how it happened. Like, it feels like everything is kind of, like, something else has been pushing me, mm-hmm. and not me. So, and I, I think that's a, I like thinking of it that way, because my head's already, like, you know, I don't want it to get any bigger. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you, like, spiritual or religious at all? Um, I've dabbled with religion, and I am, I am spiritual. I, str- I do struggle with it. It's mm-hmm. something that I struggle with. I... I um I used to work at a church. Oh really? Yeah, and I was I was baptized. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> a year ago. That's cute. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. I love I loved it. Yeah. And um I don't know why I struggle with it so much. There's, it but it, it keeps tugging at me. Mm-hmm. It keeps tugging at me. So I yeah I don't know. That's something I I have been exploring and am excited to find a conclusion or get something like get yeah. to some place with it but I don't know that I ever will I feel like spirituality is always a journey it is yeah well and it sounds like and not that I'm at all like a theist that should be speaking on this but it sounds like when you talk when you talk about even like your creative writing process or your journey through these things that you've been through it sounds like you believe you feel that there is something I don't know whatever you want to call it right. outside of you that is a force that's been like not guiding you, but like at least pushing things along a little bit for you. Absolutely, but I do. I, I definitely believe that there's something. Yes. Um, but I don't know what it is. But I'm also open to the idea that it might just be nothing, and it could be in my head. You know, right. like it's just. Yeah. I'm. I'm too. Uh, yeah. Open. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, it, like yeah. honed in on the one I. What do you hope to be for other people when they listen to your music? I guess when. Like it's just it's the coolest feeling when I when somebody like comes up to me after I do a performance and mm-hmm. says, "Wow, that one song, man! I I had an experience like that," or I can they they feel it because it's it's a connection, and I it's like I it's I want to say a sense of comfort, but I also want to stir something in people that gets them a little bit uncomfortable and brings that back up so that we can have this like conversation and mm-hmm. can connect and maybe through that connection that gives us comfort because like. I don't know. I, I don't I don't really know what I hope. I just know whatever's happening is really cool. Like, yeah. That's you wanna continue that. Right. Um Whitney and I she mentioned we work together and part of our job is like talking to people all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to tell you guys, it is incredible when uh, we meet a lot of families, and a family will tell me that they just met Whitney. They don't know it's Whitney, but they just met this person and they tell me about it. And I am, seriously, it's not just because you're sitting here in my living room, Whitney. You are so incredible at connecting with people. It's mind-boggling. It really is. And it's not It's not because you're just, like, really nice or something or, like, you just tell really good stories or whatever and you do all those things. But it's something about the way that you listen to people and um, engage with them that I think is one of your greatest assets. And... 
it's such a shame, and I'm going to come to one of your shows, but I can only <laughs> imagine that that same energy translates in a live performance. And I get that it's different because you're, like, singing two people. You're not talking to, like, one person in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it is so impressive how well you engage with people. I think And how comfortable. What you're talking about when you say, like, you hope that the connection brings comfort, not that, like, necessarily your presence just makes people comfortable but it's like whatever you do when you talk to people and you listen to them and you make them feel like heard and understood and loved and cared about it's incredible and I think that that I mean I'm no expert right but like I feel like that part of you is what is gonna set you apart and like take you so much farther than other people in the music industry. Thank like, you. Like, I think that's really you. unique. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I guess I never really thought about that, but I, yeah, it's, I, I do like the connection part, and that's, to me, that's what music is. Like, you can, mm-hmm. you can be in a room with people that are, you know, Republican, Democrat, mm-hmm. and they, we all know the same song, and we all sing it together. Like, music brings people together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I love music so much, but, yeah, and I, that's why I love my job so much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why you're so good at it. Thank you. I mean, really good at it. Like, no shade to everyone that we work with. Because even I have off days where, like, I'm not fully engaging with people or listening. But no exaggeration, you, like, never have an off day with people. Or you might be having an off day like yourself, but you seriously never compromise another person's experience for it. It's yeah. so crazy. I yeah I don't, I don't know how you do that. I well that's and like I feel like yeah that I, I I guess I would agree with you on that. It's there are so many people that do our job that are super talented like actors and yes. stuff and like I that are way beyond where I'm at. But I've always said like I I can connect with people like mm-hmm. I, and that's that's what gets me motivated to like to do a good job at my job. Yes, is to okay how can I connect with this person. Um, I crave that. It's draining, mm-hmm. but I, I, I crave that for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I don't know why, but um, I'm thank you for recognizing that because it's definitely something that means a lot to me. Yeah. That I, I do have those connections, and I do hope that after somebody meets me that they felt that because it's a, it's, a, it's a feeling. Like, I literally feel um, connected, and it, it's powerful. So and I feel that in my songs, too. Yeah, totally. Um, that's one thing that frustrates me with YouTube is that I, I can't portray that mm-hmm. on a video. Um, that's why like, I, I try to do all these live performances, and I've had people come up to me and be like, your videos are good, but wow, this isn't this is what, this is different. You're good live. Mm-hmm. Not always. Yeah. I've had my... <laughs> I'm sure you are. My honestly. nerves get the best of me. <laughs> I did a show in LA where I was literally, beads of sweat were coming down. Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was not a good show, but... <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was so much better than you're saying. Great. I love it. Um, when you perform live, do you have a song, I don't know, like a most popular? Tiger, I think, um, is my go-to because it's an upbeat. There's The audience gets involved. There's clapping. Yes. They all clap with me. Yes. Um, that seems to be really popular. Maybe, maybe not keeps coming up too. People really like that lyric. I, it's seriously so good. It was a clever, when it came to me, I was like, yes, it came yes. to me in a text. I was like, I was texting him like, well, maybe you'll do this. Maybe you won't. Yeah. I guess I can always count on maybe. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good, girl. It's Make so it a good. song. It's so good. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, like, honestly, this is gonna sound silly, but you are really, really talented. Thank like, you. really good. And I knew, I like knew that you were a really excellent singer. I've known that f- about you for a while. But in preparing to chat with you, I was watching a lot of your videos and I was like, this is insane. Have you like, why don't you on The Voice or something? <laughs> People always say, like, have you thought voice. about that? Like, you would, you would 100% make it very far on a show like that. And, and I said this before, and you'll see, you're really beautiful, which like, you know, it's like, it's a bummer that that's like part of it, but like, it's part of it and you have a you have the look too so like how do you do that kind of a thing um yeah people ask me like american idol at one point and i'm like why not the voice and i yeah two reasons one that i would i'd be so nervous to do something like Mm -hmm. that and my i'm the kind of singer that when i'm nervous my voice is totally Mm -hmm. gone Mm -hmm. um and then also like i didn't i don't want to make it that way for some reason in my head interesting yeah i don't it seems I, i don't know um, I don't like not. There are people that do it and that love it, and that's great, and it works for them, and like that's awesome. Um, but I just I I want to say that it for me it would feel superficial. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to say that. I feel bad saying that, but it's just. Or I, maybe it's because I don't like the idea of going up in front of a panel of judges and being judged in that way. It's like it's it's just not the Does way I want to like do inauthentic it. Inauthentic to you. Yeah, it feels inauthentic. Mm-hmm. It feels inauthentic, and it it's not. But maybe it wouldn't be. I don't know. That's it's something that people keep telling me, and I keep thinking, well, should I do something like that? Would it be a waste of time? Like, is because the, the voice is just for the voice. I feel like I'm I'm a singer. Like I'm I'm a I'm a writer. Like I have more to offer than just my voice. Yeah. Um. There is a new show about singers, songwriters. Yeah, there like is that that yes. I I thought about that one of. The, our friends at Disney was telling me about and um, but then that's, that's another I, I don't know how good I feel about that either like I want to make it on my own in my own way for some reason I don't know if that's going to work against me or not I don't think it's going to work against you I, I think it's a bummer that people have made these sorts of reality TV shows contrived and, and I feel like it's the same thing like not at all that I'm comparing your your career to that of someone on The Bachelor, but like <laughs> you cannot go on The Bachelor and say you're doing it for love anymore. <laughs> like you just can't. You have to. You probably have an agent. You probably have been planning this for a while. You probably right. have you know all these things, and that's great. Like no shade. I'm about to apply for that thing. You know what I mean? Like I, it's it's not really a problem unless it's not what you want to do. And I feel like on these shows, even like The Voice, like, I've got to be honest, because we're just, we keep it real here. If you <laughs> went on The Voice, and you made it through, like, the singing, right? And they all turn their chairs and they're like, oh my god, and she's really beautiful. I would 100% look at you if I didn't know you and be like, oh, she knows that she's so cute, and she's been trying to do this, and, like, probably she already has an agent, and, like, I bet if I looked her up on Instagram, she already have, like, 12,000 followers, like... I would for sure perceive that only because it's so rare now that somebody is just organically talented and wants to have this kind of like grassroots, you know, support. And they're really pretty and they're really nice. Like it's just, you're just really rare. And so I understand that like going on one of those shows, I do think for better or for worse that you would be perceived to be different than you are. 
Like, you're yeah. not calculating. It sounds to me like one of the big reasons you want to go on it is, like, you're not that calculating. You're just like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, force something that's not there. You want things to happen organically. Right. But also, I think you would totally take off. Maybe. And not that that's the only goal. I don't know. What is the goal? What What would you want to do with your music, like, long term? So, I for a long time, I wouldn't say this, but now it's, like, it's stupid to not have a huge goal. Like, yes. my goal, obviously, would be to, to make it big yes. in music. Like, yes. to be... A singer, songwriter, like Lady Gaga status. Yes, that's the goal. That yes. should always that should have been the goal from the beginning. If you're gonna dream, dream big. Dream big. Yep. Um, but I totally agree. I'm a realist. Like I understand how much work that takes. Like I started a little bit late in the game, um, and you know there's a ton of talent out there, and it's a different game now that I'm trying to learn. And I'm, I, the my biggest thing that I lack is is. Um, I have the determination and the ambition, just the focus. Like it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to stay focused. I think I'm I, I have some ADD, <laughs> but which is I think also super super common with um, creative people. Absolutely. But and you know I, I also struggle with anxiety and sometimes depression, mm-hmm. as we all do. Like I'm yes. not here saying like like I, I think we all have that on some level. I'm mm-hmm. not like super. There's people I know that really struggle with it, and I I feel for them. Kind of what I tell myself to kind of keep myself. Um, Grounded is I've already succeeded. I've already gone up in front of my friends and performed. I'm sharing my music. I'm connect. I'm connecting with people. There are people that are getting something from it. Yeah. And that in itself is a huge freaking success. I've conquered my fear. Like that's yeah, awesome. And people people love it and people are getting something out of it. So wow. that's good. I think that's so cool. Thanks. I honestly like I feel stupid even like trying to relate to that because like I have like truly like no talents to offer like that but like <laughs> crazy like your podcast no 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 but like that's like in doing the podcast I was like well this is stupid I feel dumb and then once I did it I was like okay if this never goes anywhere which all of I too have like larger goals I'm not exactly sure where it's going but like I would like to do this forever like, as a job, I mean. Like, as a real thing. Like, I would like to do this. I don't get paid to do this, but I don't know if anyone thought I got paid. Like, I still don't get paid. You should be. HelloFresh is still not sponsoring me for some reason. But, like, but once you do it, it's just like, okay, if this if this is the last episode that ever airs of Life of Riley, I did a podcast for a month, and, like, that's cool. And I have episodes and a little thing on Apple Podcasts, and that's cool. And, and I think that's enough. That. And people I, enjoyed it. I listened to your podcast, and I yeah. love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so but, like, good. that's... I, I, I feel you, and I, again, I'm not, like, creative like you or talented that way, but I understand you on the level of, like, it's an accomplishment to do something. And this is my mom always gave me this advice, and I love it so much. And it has to do kind of with the entertainment industry, but, like, it could be applicable to a lot of things. And she was like, 99% of the people won't do it. So if you just do it, you're already so far ahead of the game. That's such good advice. Like, there are, yeah, there are a lot of talented singers out there, but 99% of them won't film the video, won't put it up, won't record the music, won't say, won't do an open mic. Like, they just won't. And so if you're, which you are, if you're already doing those things, you're further ahead than you think you are. Than a, a, a huge majority of the yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Then, then there's that that pond of people that are doing it, that are just as talented. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it comes into play, right? Yes. So like, it's oh, going to be, yes. this is the hard part, and now you have to put in, pay your dues, mm-hmm. put in the legwork, and that's what's going to get you to the next stage. And I think the next stage after that is just luck. 
Yeah. You know, like if you have it's the so talent true. and you have the determination, and then you have to have luck. It's triple, triple threats. It's so it true. Tough. You have to have luck, which is a bummer, but also yeah. kind or of connections like hopeful. or something. Maybe it's not luck. Maybe it's more. No, I think it is. I mean, it's probably networking, but I think it is a lot of luck too. I think it's like, you know, there are a lot of, um, it's like kind of like with our job with Disney. It's like there are a lot of beautiful, kind, smart girls that could do our job, and like. But we, they just don't they have just the, don't. Yeah, the yeah. particular look or Whatever, something. yeah. Whatever whatever it was at that moment that they liked us or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe they could We couldn't... matched another face. Exactly, yes. And now I don't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, I just, there's a lot of luck that plays into it. And so I think that's really cool. So what are like, in the near future, what are your next steps? Like, what can people look forward to? What are you doing? What's happening? Um. Well, okay, as far as steps go, I, the only thing I do in that scenario is I every year I always try to up my game yeah so ever since I started getting sober Mm -hmm. I I've always done something okay what can I do this year that's gonna just get me that much further Mm -hmm. this year my focus is um like upping my media game Mm -hmm. you know posting and still continuing to do shows Mm -hmm. and creating an image is something that I was told um to focus on you know it's just so it's really clear who I am Mm -hmm. I guess a music artist Mm -hmm. so that I kind of fit into a category which man I don't know how I feel about that because I'm I'm such like well as far as like style goes like I'm always changing like today, yeah today I'm bohemian yeah chic. It's so tomorrow cute. I'll be a basic bitch like, yeah it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah all over the place <laughs> I can't commit to one style right sure so I can never get a tattoo yeah <laughs> um, but yeah just I I want to post more stuff on YouTube I want to mm-hmm. really up my Instagram game mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing more shows in LA oh and re- getting on Spotify that's another huge goal this oh, year yeah I want to give me advice like hit me up yeah 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 <laughs> well I don't know if it's the same at all but I recently like last week got this podcast on Spotify okay and I don't know if it's at all it might be a lot more difficult for you because like podcasts are not <laughs> like right. as high demand as music <laughs> shockingly <laughs> people don't want to listen to them as much so it might be like a little bit more difficult for you, but I don't know if that helps you. I can help you try and do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go over that. Be, we'll go, really I'll different. see how you did it. And then. Yeah, yeah. Are you like working on like an album? Like, do you have like um, plans uh, for like an album? I'm, yeah, like a small that? like four okay yes. song album yes. is what I'll be working on. I'm but I'm shopping producers right now, so I'm working with somebody from Disney. I'm working with the Sean Sullivan guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the person I'm working with from Disney is Peter Chidiaba. I can never say his last name. He's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Um, and there's somebody that I might be working with. I won't say the name just yet because I don't want to jinx myself. But somebody in Malibu that's worked oh. with like Elton John. Oh my god! That I know through somebody in Riverside where I do um, shows. That's going to introduce me to this person and maybe be working with him. Oh, so that's we'll amazing! Yeah, not for sure. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Yeah, that's exciting. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so cool! That's yeah. so fun. Okay, and what are your um like? What's your YouTube channel and like your socials and stuff? My YouTube channel is www.youtube.com backslash Whitney Reed backslash CC. Great. Whitney Reed, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-R-E-A-D-E. Well, it's going to go really well. Thank you. I hope I'm so. really excited. Me too. <laughs> That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so cool when you're like really famous Lady Gaga in like 10 years. I know. I can't wait. And I like throw this episode back up and I'm like, oh, but I was the first. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were the first, like, basically a Rolling Stone. Like, I don't know what you want to call it, but this is huge. So oh, if, I, if I make a big, you'll be coming up there with me. I'll okay, like, good. I know a great. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll do all your interviews, <laughs> yes. so it's fine. I'm just, like, 
I'm like your posse. I'm like getting people water. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just do it. I'll do it all. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. Whitney, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is like, honestly, this is so much fun. And I think you're going to love your voice on this. You have a very nice voice. I don't know if you like the sound of your own voice. Mm -mm. I don't know if it's different because of music or whatever, but you have a really nice voice. You have a very low register voice. Yeah. It's great. Thanks. Which is like, honestly ideal. I'm sure you've probably heard that with recording. It's like really ideal for mics. Really? Because my voice is like higher pitched and so I often like literally will crack in the mic because it's so annoying. The high frequency. Yeah. And like when you have a lower register it's very even and like it just sounds a lot nicer to people. Oh good. That's good. <laughs> they catch me next week and I'm like, welcome back to the life of Riley. <laughs> They're like, okay. Okay, well thank you so much, Whitney. Yeah, You'll course. have to thank come you. back and update us on your life. I would love to. I, have, I feel like I have so many stories that I could share on your podcast. I'm excited to hear about um, what happens with said man the guy the yeah. guy i, I will talk. keep you posted yeah we'll have to have a i kind of am pulling for things to work out i don't know if that's like i don't know if that's like the right thing but like i really would like that to happen i would too yeah but we'll see i hope you guys get married i want you to get married though because i think that you'd be, be nice. an amazing mom i mean you don't have to be married to be a mom yeah but i think but you'd be an amazing mom i would love to be a mom yeah you'd be good at it Thank you'd have you. pretty babies especially with said man Oh my god. He's so handsome. He's so handsome. It's he's scary. so handsome. So handsome and so smart. That's like the he's he's a unicorn. Like he's, yeah. he's the most handsome and the smartest person I've ever met. So uh we'll, well well it'll it'll work out. Okay. I think. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Listen, if you're listening, sir, I'm not gonna say your name. But please, like, let's make this work, okay? Whitney's great. I think you're great. So let's make this work. And she'll come up with a different inspiration for her music. It's fine. You guys can get married and there will still be good music. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Whitney. Of course. Okay, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I know that I learned so much from Wit during that conversation. I will be sure to link her socials and her YouTube channel in the description of this episode, so go please check her out. As always, you can reach me at my email, rileyrcarroll at gmail.com, and follow me on that IG, at rileycarroll. Thank you guys so, so much. I love you all, and have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll see you next time on The Life of Riley. Riley.